guys. Welcome back to the Forking Wellness Podcast. My name is Barry Strickoff, Registered Dietitian. And I'm Sophie Bertrand, Registered Nutritionist, and we are the authors of the Forking Wellness book and obviously the Forking Wellness Podcast. Each week we sit down and we discuss all things health and wellness from debunking diet myths to nutrition information, lifestyle factors, etc. Stick with us while we try and work out what the Fork Wellness really is. I don't even know what we do. This week's episode is sponsored by Unrooted, a young and exciting brand who are passionate about the environment and promoting a healthy way of life. Unrooted is a drinks brand with a range of five vegan shots and they use Baobab at the center of all their products. The names of their delicious drinks are Baobab Boost with Baobab Lemon and Passion Fruit, ACV Defense with Apple Cider Vinegar, Ginger, Spirulina and Coconut Water, Mighty Ginger with ginger, chili, and pineapple. Pom Passion with pomegranate and cinnamon, which is actually my favorite. And CBD with cucumber and mint. Unrooted works alongside communities and organizations in Zimbabwe and South Africa to support sustainability, employment, and education. And all their shots are available on Deliveroo if you're in Whitechapel or Battersea. The shots are available in Sainsbury's, Holland and Barrett, Selfridges, Planet Organic, and more. You can follow them on Instagram at Unrooted Drinks, Facebook at Unrooted Drinks, and check them out at unrootedrinks.com. If you would like to place an order, you can use code FORKING20 for a 20% discount on their website. Hi, guys. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Forking Wellness Podcast. We are here with M. Ricketts fitness coach. Um, hi, Em. Hi. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. We're really excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I love listening to your podcast. There's been so many good episodes recently, so I'm very honored to be here. Oh, thank you. Um, I mean, probably a lot of people know you already, but if they don't, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and what your message is and also how you grew such an incredible following on social media? So. My name is M or Emily, technically Emily, but pretty much everyone just calls me M. I'm a level two and level three fully qualified personal trainer, health and fitness coach, and I share all of that on my Instagram page and also across my YouTube channel too. I've got my instead of training guides, one-on-one coaching services, and I'm also an Under Armour ambassador. I've been doing this full time for just over two years now, um, sharing my journey, um, which was a very unnatural journey, I guess, into the industry, because I'm definitely not your average sporty gal growing up, which I'm sure we'll get into in some good conversations shortly. But yeah, that's kind of the uh, the brief overview. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. You do so much, um, which is incredible. But yeah, let's get into that journey. So if you weren't always a sporty person, how did you get into fitness or like, what did you, where did your journey start? So growing up, I was never into sport. I literally used to be the person who would fake sick notes to my PE teacher or just like flag, (laughs) flag the period card, which I feel like at that time would just get you out of everything. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I used to play that card and I just I was not good at it whatsoever and didn't enjoy it I was always naturally um 
slightly bigger I guess than my friends at school I absolutely have always loved food and I guess at that age you have no idea of kind of like portion control or um, how to kind of fuel yourself well so if you're just totally overindulging in loads of really yummy stuff then naturally that's going to need lead to a little bit of weight gain which I definitely carried for a lot of my kind of growing up years when I kind of fell out of school and into that kind of like adult transition I struggled really hard I actually had really severe anxiety um, to the point where I had really bad agoraphobia and was just massively struggling and fell into pretty much every fad diet quick fix skinny tea you name it I probably did it in some way shape or form and I just was stuck in this cycle of being so obsessed over everything that I had to lose and wanting to look like all of these things that were totally different to my natural body shape. And it was all just from a place of such hatred, just dislike for my body. And it just got to the point um, in kind of January 2018 is when I say my fitness journey kind of properly started. And that for me was um, where I just totally shifted that mindset. I took it away from the place of hatred and really just thought, you know, if I'm doing all of this, how am I ever going to fall in love with training, in love with my body, and just really craved that kind of relationship and lifestyle. And it was a huge change. It went from kind of being um, focused on burning calories to then focused on building strength, which the difference is obviously huge. And it just kind of went from there. Um, also, I totally realise that's a big mistake. It's actually three years that I've been doing this, not two. I feel like I don't count last year as a year. I know what you mean. <laughs> it's a write-off. It was definitely a write-off. That's amazing, though. Um, I feel like that story really resonates with so many people in the sense that, like, during our, like, younger years, like, we are a product of diet culture, aren't we? Like, mm. and that that looks really yeah. different on everyone. But I think Soph and I had similar experiences like growing up, but like it was, it just, you know, even though it did look like slightly different for both of us, um, but it's like a really reoccurring theme that that, you know, I think it affected like no one that I speak to, like it it didn't affect them. Mm. Massively. And it makes me so hyper aware, I guess, of content that I am putting out there at the Mm. moment, because when I was at school, um, I don't even think we had Instagram. I'm pretty sure Instagram um, had either like maybe just come out when I was leaving and it was literally just like a little square and you'd put like the Instagram filters on it and all you could do <laughs> yeah. was images. Um, it was very much like the Facebook time and all of that stuff. So I feel like incredibly aware as to now for those teenagers or those young women how they are just constantly served this stuff and what an impact what you're putting out there can have and I think that's something which yeah I'm just always really really aware of Mm, definitely I think that's so important as well especially when you have such a big following um but when just going back to when you said like your mindset changed around kind of like fitness and health was that I'm always interested to know if you would describe it as like an overnight change or just like a really gradual shift I think it was kind of a combination of the two in the sense that I did make that decision that this was going to be different it was the classic January beginning of the year time And it was very much an intention that I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to be doing this slightly differently. I want to be focusing on strength training. I want to learn how to do that. I want to 
learn how to educate my body, educate myself on how I need to fuel my body. Um, but the process of actually achieving that was not a quick fix overnight. Mm. It was very much a long term process. And I still very much hold my hands up now and say, you know, I think I'm still learning. I'm definitely the type of person and coach who I absolutely love learning I'm always reading articles um, doing extra courses or education because I think that we've always got stuff we can continue to learn and um, yeah but I would say kind of a overnight decision for that mindset to change and for what that goal was going to be to get towards but a longer process to get there. I love that you said that because I'm always like hesitant to believe anyone that's like oh I changed (laughs) overnight. (laughs) Yeah I agree. And I think that like, it's interesting because I think your mindset can change, but your actions sometimes like take a bit longer to catch up. Um, But I'm interested in actually knowing like why strength training? I feel like actually from like a woman's perspective perspective for me, that's always been quite daunting. Um, And how you decided that, you know, strength training was something that you wanted to get into yeah it is quite an interesting one actually at the um at the time my um boyfriend who is now husband was very much into that scene of stuff and I had watched him training in the gym and been like that's insane but that's for boys like that's literally what I used to say is I'd be on the cross trainer looking at my calories but my calories you can crack on and do the weight side of things and it just was like I could see how um how strong it made him and just how much he enjoyed it and he was kind of like why don't you just try why don't you just try and I'd had a bit of a before this um January leading up to that was actually the year that we got married and I had gone on a little bit of dabbling with strength training and tried it a little bit but it was still very much from a weight loss perspective because I was focused on you know, fitting into my wedding dress. And it was still that mindset, which wasn't where I wanted to be. So I had kind of dabbled with it a little bit. And I was comfortable in a gym environment, but just in the cardio section. So I feel like I had kind of seen um, a little bit what was going on and what it looked like. And I just really wanted that feeling of strong. I really wanted to find something that I enjoyed. I tried running at school and I hated it. I hated the cardio that I was doing. So it's more just like me just gradually watching it and being like, this actually looks pretty good. Like, why don't I just give it a go and kind of see how it goes? And I totally get that it is so daunting. That is honestly one of the things that is always at the forefront of the content that I try and put out there is content that would have helped me back in that January, what would have helped me to see. And it isn't these fancy, crazy workouts, which are just really overwhelming and quite unnecessary with the complexity exercises. It is learning those basics as kind of unsexy as that is to watch and look at and as kind of boring as some might think it is. It is those basics. Um, So yeah, I think that it was more just like that intrigue. And then as soon as I started, it was just incredible. I love how you're changing the narrative because I really do feel like growing up, it was like guys lift weights and girls like run to stay slim kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think as well, with that mindset shift, I very much knew that I was never going to be the type of person who was super, super skinny and super, super slim. I naturally do have shape. I naturally do have uh, my own kind of 
curves and shape and body type as we all do and I think that's what appealed to me so much about it is it was a real way to just build on what I've got instead of focusing on just like losing and all of that stuff it was like build on what you've got make yourself look healthy happy and strong whatever that looks like for you um so that was definitely one of the things that massively attracted me to it as well yeah I love that I like um so I guess actually my first experience like weight bearing exercises was actually like a Les Mills like body pump class um I feel like that was like my first introduction but I really enjoyed it and since then I have like dabbled in a bit of weight training but I think something that I found interesting in my experience and I wonder if you had the same did weight bearing exercises improve your body confidence because I think for me it showed something that I was capable of that I didn't know that I could do and it kind of almost led for like an appreciation that I didn't really have before yeah massively I think that it really is the most empowering thing to feel like you are getting stronger and to see that. And I'm always the biggest believer as much as I kind of preach about loving your body and all that stuff, I also totally hold my hands up and say that there are days when I don't like it. And I don't think that makes me a bad person. I think that just makes me human. But I think there is a big difference between self-love and liking your body every single day Mm -hmm. and for me the gym is always something that grounds me it always shows me how strong and capable my body is and how much more that is than just how it looks on the outside um a perfect example was a post that I did a couple of weeks ago I had some really short shorts on in my home gym and just how the lighting was coming in the window I've always had super bad cellulite on the back of my legs it's never going to go anywhere it's totally normal it's totally natural and I was just doing this story and it just caught it you know right at that angle where you could really see it and then in the next story frame I posted me hip thrusting 145 kilos and I was like how can I ever have thought that these little dimples were something to be ashamed of and worry about when I can see how strong those legs are and what those legs can do so yeah I think it massively is something that has helped my my confidence and my love for my body 100% I love that you said that because me and Barry say all the time as well like just because we're nutrition professionals doesn't mean we just like have it all down to a T and we look in the mirror every day and we're like we look great because we eat so well like everyone has such different body types regardless of like what exercise or you know what you're eating if us three all exercise the same and ate the same we'd probably still look quite similar to what we look like now absolutely exactly so you spoke so much there about like the gym giving you like that empowerment so I guess that's like a really natural flow for you to start your empowered by m kind of business so like can you just tell us a bit about that So Empower I Am is my training guides and also the one-on-one coaching services that I offer. And the intention behind that was very much that I wanted to create those guides and training principles that I wished I'd had when I first started. They're not guides that are filled with tons of complicated, fancy exercises that you need, you know, gymnastics ability to be able to do they are just the simple basics of understanding strength training understanding weightlifting and getting you 
to feeling comfortable and confident in the gym. I always say that education is one of the most powerful tools that I think you can give yourself. And I think that a lot of products out there on the market at the moment kind of hide that education side of things because they want to just show you the end result, the end guide, the end whatever it is to kind of keep you in this loop where then you feel this sense of like you've got to continue to buy stuff because you've got to keep, um, you know, you don't know what goes on underneath those layers. Whereas I was very much like spending, um, you know, 20, 30 pages before I actually get into the, the training sections, explaining about how to train properly, explaining actually why this plan has been laid out the way it is, the science behind that, the education behind that, so that they can walk away. And not only do they feel even more empowered that they know what they're doing, but they know why they're doing it. And I think that is such an important thing because that's what helps you grow and that's what helps you have this as a lifestyle and you complete power. I love that. Um, I feel like the education bit is so important. It kind of like we talk about this a lot in different in different episodes in like different ways. But like when you understand like the education and why you're doing something, it's very similar with nutrition. Um, it's more like internally motivating because then all of a sudden you're not just doing it for the end result, but you're you're doing it because you want to improve X, Y, Z and the impact it has on like your body and stuff like that, as opposed to just like this is what I want to look like, or this is how I want to eat in the end. It, it, it gives you a bit more context, I guess. Absolutely. And, you know, touching a lot on that mindset side of things as well, because I'm definitely the biggest believer that if your mind isn't there, your body isn't going to follow. And I think that mindset is something that we don't talk about massively. I think mm-hmm. we throw around expressions like, you know, never miss a Monday or no session, no session missed or whatever it is, you know, never regret a session or that stuff. That's not mindset. That's just, you know, pep talk. That's not a mindset. It's like bullying, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think that mindset side of things is so important, way more important than I think a lot of people put emphasis on. And that, again, is just something that I constantly try and drip through, whether it's in captions or stories or like I said in the training guides themselves I just really am passionate about talking about that mindset side of things because that for me was the biggest catalyst I think for all of this change it is like a circle isn't it like you know when you're doing something for your mind and body or like your body your mind follows and vice versa and if like I'll just use a personal example I used to make myself go running I just I can't remember a time I enjoyed running like I used to hate it but I used to just think it's something I had to do and it probably was counterproductive because it was just not benefiting me mentally yeah exactly and I think that that's why I kind of always say that you know your journey is going to look different um, for you it's going to look different on every single one of us just because I enjoy strength training five times a week doesn't mean you have to you know that's going to look different on everyone and I think giving people the power and the education to make their own decisions about their lifestyle and about their workout schedule, I think is really, really important and something I just massively advocate for. Yeah, I love that. You mentioned something in the beginning of the episode that you struggled with kind of anxiety and agoraphobia. Has like exercise played a role in kind of, you know, helping with that? Like we talk a lot about like how daily movement and mental health and even like certain types of foods and having a well-balanced diet and mental health but is that something I mean 
you don't have to answer if you don't feel comfortable answering it but is that something that you experience yeah definitely and I'm more than happy to answer I definitely touch on it um you know a few times on my Instagram as well I think that talking about mental health is something that I'm really passionate about and I, I wish that we all kind of felt comfortable doing because I know from a personal perspective how empowering and helpful it can be to hear that you're not alone in feeling that you're not weak you're not any of the above and it's totally you know okay to have been through some of those things I'm a really big believer that that is just part of what shaped my journey and as horrible as it was I wouldn't change it it's kind of got me to where I am and it's given me um, such a respect I think how important mental wellness and mental kind of resilience is I very much say that I train for my mind as much as I do my body and that's very much true I think that you've got to do it for reasons that make you feel good and for me it was always something which helped me just feel strong it really really does and even on the days now where I still have you know anxious wobbles or I'm just stressed or whatever it is I always find that it provides such a good mental release and it just grounds you it makes you feel so good in that moment um I actually have this expression which I always say which is just show up and for me that's that mentality of just showing up in the best way you can that day some days that might just literally look like all you do is walk around your kitchen making a cup of coffee and then sitting down on the sofa others it might just be a walk with the dog or you might get into your gym session and, and just do five minutes and go actually my head and my body's not here today I'm just going to leave it Others, it might be, you know, you're doing an amazing session, hitting PBs, and it's the best session you've done for, for months. But I think that mentality of just showing up is where that headspace comes from for me, because it's about respecting the boundaries of your body and mind that day and kind of that challenging and cherishing in equal measures mentality. I love the emphasis you put on mindset. Um, and I think that's so important, like you said. But I guess for like people listening, they obviously you know see how strong you are on your page um were there any kind of like aesthetic goals behind this journey as well or can you kind of honestly be like no it was all mindset either answer is fine obviously (laughs) but I just think it's really interesting because especially in the fitness world I think it's great that so many more people are talking about the mental health benefits of it but at the same time there's no denying that people have aesthetic goals as well absolutely and I think I would be totally lying if Mm. I said that I I didn't have aesthetic based goals. I don't think that we should demonize those. I just think that we should encourage people to not make this your only goal. And that Mm -hmm. was the biggest difference for me is before I was solely motivated by how my body looked, how small my jeans were, how small the number on the scale was. I didn't care how I got there. I didn't care how I felt or what I did to get there, what I was doing to my body to get there. But the biggest difference was this time, yes, I did have some aesthetic based goals in that I wanted to look strong and I wanted to, you know, feel good and all that stuff. But also it was intermixed with a lot of other goals. Like I want to be able to do a 40 kilo squat, for example, right at the beginning, or I want to be able to hip thrust my body weight, or I want to be able to achieve a full press up. So it was some small aesthetic goals intermixed with training goals, mindset goals, lifestyle goals, um, you know, all of that stuff. And I think 
the social media space a little bit at the moment is quite polarizing where I view kind of camp you can't have any aesthetic goals you know you your body is perfect as it mm. is you've got to crack on um and you shouldn't have any focus on that and then the other side of it which is still very kind of you know do it for the abs like you've got to have these aesthetic goals it's all about literally the same with I nutrition <laughs> exactly I was just yeah, gonna and I, say that and I feel like I very much um straddle the two camps and that mm. I say that I don't think we should demonize those aesthetic goals I think that it's very normal and natural to have them in some way shape or form but I think they should be for you and for me for example those aesthetic goals were about actually growing my body it was about you know growing my arms I'd love to grow my shoulders I'd love to grow my my glutes and my quads it wasn't you know I want my thighs to get thinner it wasn't from this negative headspace it was from a very positive I want to build on what I've got and embrace what I've got not I don't like what I've got I want something else I love that I think goals are so important though actually because it gives you something to work towards um and I think like if like it's just about setting like realistic goals right Mm -hmm. so like they, you can have any goals, whether they're aesthetic or mental, um, anything, but as long as they're achievable and they're realistic, I think that's so important. And it's so similar in the nutrition space. It's you're either like 100% intuitive eating, <laughs> or you're like improving your health in kind of some other way. And I think as health professionals, like we're always straddling the two as well. And it's like, Literally. you can have both. And sometimes where you start is the most like you might start all the way on one end and it's impossible to like all of a sudden wake up on the other like it is kind of a journey and I feel like it's constantly going back and forth based on your priorities um but I think having goals is actually quite important in life um and yeah I don't think like having trade like I don't think that's a bad thing either I think it's like normalize goals like <laughs> that's yeah what and as long as they're making you happy and feel like you have purpose in your own life in your own journey I think that's really beneficial yeah absolutely and I think even you know from from my side of things you know trying to navigate through talking about my own nutrition and all that stuff can be incredibly tricky to know how to navigate in a positive way and with the constant caveat that you know this is what's worked for me and Mm. I think it's that fine line between I feel quite passionate about sharing it because I think it is helpful to have that transparency. I think that although, you know, sharing numerical data um, and stuff is totally only relevant to me, at the same time, if I was at the beginning of my journey and I saw someone who had, you know, amazing muscles, felt really good and was saying, you know, I comfortably eat 2,500 calories a day and enjoy this range of food, chocolate, you know, all the good stuff, etc. I'd be like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. So sometimes I think that you've got to kind of have that balance between caveat caveating and saying, you know, this is what works for me, but also having that level of transparency as long as it's in a way which can be helpful. I completely agree with you. And at the same time, as followers of other people, we do kind of need to take responsibility for the fact that we are following certain people and if that's not serving us then we can always hit unfollow I do think that <laughs> yeah Absolutely. I, I completely agree and I think it's like I totally understand what you're saying it's like you are being a role model for so many mm. people and you never know what mental state someone enters 
when they hit follow. Um, so you might be such an inspiration to someone, but then also it is, it's like, this is my, this is my, this is what I'm doing. And I feel like it's, it, it really is the same for us. Like mm. we, I always try and like showcase what like is a balance, but also like saying, this is my version of balance and this is yeah, my version of health, which um, yeah is so different than what yours might be and that's fine but I do think it is like a bit of an inspiration for people and that's what you know having our pages should be it is about inspiring and encouraging Mm -hmm. others to be like the best version of themselves but my best version is my best version and that's why we did this that why we did this podcast and we we bring on so many different guests because we want it to be a space of different types of balance and you know not every listener is going to resonate with every single episode or every single guest but it's having that diversity of opinion in the wellness industry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think quite often people can be, me included, get into your own head about stuff and think, oh, I'm not sure whether to share this. I'm not sure whether this is, you know, right. Is it helpful? And you can get into that kind of second guessing yourself. But always what I keep going back to is, you know, would I have found this helpful? And if my answer is yes, then usually I will, I will just hit share. You know, for example, I've had um, comments from people as much as they get a ton of positive comments whenever I share things like, you know, showing the cellulite on the back of my legs and all of that kind of stuff. I also then get a couple of people say, you know, that's great, but you are still in, you know, very much a beauty standard, ideal body shape. You have Mm -hmm. God abs, you know, you are, etc. But I think that's where I try and push back because I'm like, that's totally true, but that doesn't mean that I'm immune to feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. issues with my body or lack of confidence with my body. And also I think it can still be incredibly helpful because a lot of times we put people on a pedestal, you know, me included, I've done that before with people that I follow and think you're absolutely perfect. You know, every aspect of you is perfect, you know, and it's not like that. And I think it just helps break that barrier and show actually I'm human. This is what I look like from certain angles and certain lighting. And you know what? That's okay. So I think you're never going to please everyone and not every post is going to be right for every single person that follows you. Um, But it's got, you've got to just tread that balance as best you can. I so agree with everything you just said. (laughs) Just preach. (laughs) Yeah, Um, literally. (laughs) But it is so true. You can't please anyone, everyone. And I think when you try and take that um, out of the equation, so when you let go of that, you you find a voice that's really natural to you and the message that really resonates with you. And that's going to resonate the most with your audience as well when you kind of let go of that, like pleasing others. And then the journey really is because it is about you, isn't it? It's It's an internal journey. And I think sometimes the noise of others can be really loud. But, yeah, you know. exactly. Exactly. And, you know, constantly I'll, I'll get messages from, you know, people with smaller accounts saying, how did you grow your following? How did you do this? How did you do that? And honestly, my response is always just show up mm-hmm. authentically as yourself consistently. That is all you should be focused on. Don't read into all of these tips of like use these hashtags or like <laughs> do this trend or whatever. Honestly, I wouldn't care if I had you know 200 followers um not 200 and something thousand I think I'd much rather feel like I was being authentic to my message and my journey and my voice than I would feel like I was constantly mirroring and copying other people and 
I totally appreciate that the health and fitness space on Instagram in particular feels very oversaturated. But at the same time, I don't think it is because I think everybody has a different journey. Everybody has a different voice and there's space for all of us. You've just got to use your own unique voice, not try and mirror and copy someone else's. Yeah, Barry and I talk about that all the time. And Actually, we would much rather have an engaged following of people who actually care what we're doing and have to say than, like you said, just like that huge number where actually it, it doesn't mean you know what you want it to yeah and I always say like I think sometimes like this space like the health and wellness space like in Instagram sometimes it can get like a bit competitive and Sophie and I have always been on the other side where it's like collaboration not competition like we are so happy for everyone in this industry and the more people we have in this industry the louder our voices are collectively and the more you know positive messaging we can get out to others and you know we all have unique voices like you were saying before, like Sophie and I have really different opinions on a lot of things. And that's why we love this podcast because like, it's, I love Sophie's opinion and I want to make sure that people hear it because there's a large percentage of people that resonate with that side. And then I have a slightly different opinion on certain things, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just, we, we can coexist. It doesn't I have say, to be- I love that we just get on so well with different opinions in the industry still. It's great. Yeah, exactly. And the podcast is about uplifting everyone's opinion because you're going to say something that's going to resonate with someone and it doesn't have to be like catty, like, oh no, you can't sit with us because you have this view. It's like, no, (laughs) come, come to our table and like explain. Yeah, let's discuss it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, the more people that help, like you said, towards that collective goal the more people out there that are encouraging women to get into the weights room you know I still very much feel sometimes like I'm the only person in there or you know one of two or three and I think the more there are voices helping with that and encouraging people and empowering people with that education then I think the better so yeah Mm -hmm. I'm definitely one for supporting that rather than feeling like it's it's competition yeah for sure. So um, I guess like, what is the future of like Empowered by M? Like what, what are your like aspirations like for the community and things? I honestly just really want to keep encouraging it to grow in whatever way that feels most natural. I'm incredibly passionate about that education side of things and just getting more women into that weights room. I think it is really surprising when you live kind of Instagram would be very much a bit of an echo chamber where it feels like everyone's in the weights room like so many women do strength training now this is incredible and then I can walk into my local gym and I'm like where are my girls at like there's no one here like it's all guys and I totally get how intimidating that can be so the more I can help you know, whatever that looks like digitally, the more I can help put something in those women's hands so that they can walk into those spaces and feel confident, feel educated, feel empowered, the better. So that's just my goal to keep doing that, to keep sharing my journey along the way. Because as I said, right at the beginning, I'm still learning. We're all still learning every single day. So I think keeping sharing that along the way um, and encouraging as many women as possible. I love that. I love that too. That's such a like positive message and a lovely message to end the podcast on. Um, We have (laughs) so enjoyed this conversation. I think it's going to be helpful for so many people. I know myself Mm -hmm. included. I actually really like lifting weights, but I don't always 
do it because I'm slightly intimidated. Um, so this has definitely kind of inspired me to open my mind to um, breaking down that that barrier. It is incredibly intimidating though. And even sometimes, you know, I can walk into spaces if it's a new training space or one of those gyms where it's a very much like a bro space where, you know, it's just super, you know, just guy vibes everywhere. Or I'm on the gym floor and there's there's groups of guys or whatever it is. Even I can feel that intimidation sometimes. And I think that You've got to remind yourself that you're there for you and nobody else. It doesn't matter what anyone else is lifting. You know, we've all been there where you walk in and the leg press, for example, has got like five plates <laughs> each side. And you're like, I can't How? even lift yeah. off of here. <laughs> and it just instantly like intimidates you if you've got to then scale it right back to just one plate or whatever it is. So I think the more you can just focus on you and that it's not about what anyone else is lifting. It's not about what anyone else is doing. You're there for you and nobody else. I think the better and the more that will kind of encourage you that it's a safe space for you and that you've got every right to be there. And no one else cares what you're lifting, right? Everyone's just so focused on what they're lifting. No one is watching what you're doing. (laughs) No, the same way as when you're in there you know, you never really look at what anyone else is doing, but somehow we think that everyone looks at us when they really, really don't. I think that as long as you've got, I think having a training plan is really helpful because it helps take some of that decision anxiety out of it, helps Mm -hmm. make you feel like you've got a plan, you know what you're doing and you feel confident in that and you know how to move around the gym. I think not being afraid to ask people, you know, people seem to be really scared of asking PTs on the gym floor. There's nothing to be afraid of. That's what they're there there to do is to help. Yeah, I had to ask one the other day because I was in a different gym and I had no idea how to unclip this machine. And I've probably been on different versions of this machine, you know, hundreds of times. But this particular one, I was like, am I being silly? But I can't see how I do this. (laughs) And, you know, there's nothing wrong with asking people and there's nothing wrong with everyone's going to start somewhere. I think that's the big message. Everyone's going to start somewhere and build up from there. And it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. I love that. I love that. So where can everyone follow your journey, find out more about your training plans, et cetera, plug away. So I am on Instagram at M Ricketts with a Z on the end. And you can just find me on YouTube. If you just type in Emily Ricketts, you'll find me there somewhere. All of my training guides are at mrickets.com. And yeah, come and say, hey, I'd love to chat to some of you guys. Fabulous. We will put all of that in the show notes for everyone. And we have really enjoyed chatting. Thank you so much. Thanks, Em. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Forking Wellness Podcast. As always, please rate, review and subscribe. And share with your friends if you love this episode. It really does help us get seen in the chart. You can now also order our Forking Wellness book anywhere books are sold. Order it on Amazon Prime for next day delivery. And Barnes & Noble in America. And if you love the book, we would so appreciate a review on Amazon. We absolutely love hearing your feedback and we really hope you enjoy it. We'll speak to you guys next week. Bye.